You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular right back now for our number two. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Hagley is uh, still trying to get the horse and buggy fixed. We'll talk with him in a little bit, but uh, helping take his place, jumping in is Matt Stevens. Uh, have you, did, Brad, did you send a carrier pigeon out to Mike to see where he is? Well, I've sent, he's, I've sent another horse. Evidently he didn't have enough horsepower, so I sent him another horse, and hopefully he can get here soon. If we can only get him in the 21st century, you know, if we can only get him. Yeah, when you're that old, you just it's hard to change. That's right. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Last week he was at Red Grange's game in 1924, and now we've put him back to 1850. <laughs> so, but he looks great for a guy who's 180. Uh, Matt Stevens is here, IlliniGuys.com football writer and analyst. Matt, don't be late because you see what happens when, when, when you're not here. We just, we just take you deep, and we are merciless. Yeah, what is this, the Oregon Trail? Do we need to send Mike, like, two oxen so he can get home, like, safe and sound? Or what, what, what are we doing here? Like, I just hope – I hope he's not with the Donner Party. Right. No, that would be bad. That, I, I, <laughs> I, I hope so, too. He's one of my bosses. I really would like for him to stay alive. <laughs> Keep getting paid. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, I mean, last hour we talked about it a little bit at the top, and, and, and let's just put it to bed right here. Um, you know, there's nothing – positive that, that 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 came out of last Saturday's game obviously this was a good time I think to take a week for all parties involved yeah except for the fact that you would probably if you're Brett Bielema you'd like to play another game because you don't want the fans to sit for two weeks thinking about that um thinking about 93 yards of offense thinking about 15 yard, 15 minutes of time of possession and thinking about basically how you were physically dominated at the line of scrimmage on both sides by a team that is the team that you're looking at as you know, the Big Ten West, you know, perennial power and uh, your former employer. So every everything just didn't go right for Illinois from a physicality standpoint. And you saw the difference between a team that has been building for years and years and years, talent wise and physicality wise, and a team that's just getting started. And I think we know the polar opposite of, of what happened on Saturday. And and Brett Bielema saw the stark reality, as he said on Saturday, like this past Saturday after the game, what, what the stark reality was now. And the stark reality is that Illinois is not physically ready to, to compete with the Wisconsin's and the Iowa's and the Penn States of the world right now. And I don't know how anybody could have thought they were after what you witnessed with the Levy Smith era and the Tim Beckman era and the end of the Zook era. So this, this thing's got to get built, but it's not going to happen overnight. They, they did force Wisconsin into 100-plus penalty yards, though. So they've got that. Well, it was created, really impressive. Okay, so you want to you want to get me you want to create some positives, Brad. I also created two turnovers, and I thought the defense actually played really well again. I I, I got to give Ryan Walters and that defensive staff. You know, Andy Boo, Kevin Kane, Terrence Jameson. That defensive staff is really really impressive. And if the offense could have given them anything over the Purdue game, the Maryland game, and now this Wisconsin game. This team would look a lot better. I think Ryan Walters would be looking at potentially a head coaching job here pretty soon. And I'm, I'm dead serious about that. So I, I think this defense, there's a lot to look forward to, and there's a lot that you can be happy about now. I think it, I think the offense just now has to start playing what Brett Bielema calls complimentary football. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, we were talking also all during this week um, about that, and I really felt bad for the defense because they held Wisconsin in check until they literally ran out of gas. It wasn't their fault when you're on the sideline for literally 
three minutes? I mean, real time? I mean, thank God for commercial breaks because otherwise they wouldn't have had a break. And you're right back on the field again. And then later on, that big offensive line warmed down. Um, kind of unfair, but there were, to your point, a couple of turnovers. Um, you had some stops early on. It was a 10 nothing game early. If the offense could get anything going, it's, it's a different game. It was 10 nothing at the half. And it was, it was unfair to the defense because judging by everything that we were told and everything that we were told this week and then after the game, this coaching staff basically decided on Tuesday afternoon that they weren't going to run the football against Wisconsin. Just couldn't do it. Can't do it. Well, if you can't run the football, the defense is going to be on the field an awful lot because you, you haven't committed any kind of success to the pass game. And I think it took a quarter and a half for Art Sikowski to complete a pass. So when that happens, you're not going to be on the field very long because guess what? Three passes and now we're done again. Like that's kind of, I mean, they didn't cross the 50 until the last drive. I remember sitting there with, with my colleagues and I get during the last drive, I'm standing there on the sideline and I'm like, have they crossed midfield before this? And one of them shook his head. No, this is the first today. So yeah, I mean, the defense was in an unfair position and, and Kirby Joseph went out and got two turnovers and played really, really well again. And is another bright spot for the present and the future of this Illini defense. So I think buck, buck, draw, punt may have been a better choice than what they did. At least they would have run clock. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's the way to go. I, so, so Matt, where do they go from here? How do you, how do you build positives? Obviously we know that this week, Brett Bielema and his staff have been out on the road recruiting, and that's a big part of it. But let's talk about this season. What can they do to kind of salvage some positive vibes for the rest of this year? I, I really think it's two things. One is is that um, they 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 have win. <laughs> this is really going to sound funny after what we just just talked about against Wisconsin. They still have winnable games at the end of the schedule. I mean, Minnesota is now down to what like the popcorn guy running the football for them. Like they're down to their third running back, fourth running back. But he's back. tough. He is tough. Right, exactly. They, Rutgers is not going to be highly favored against Illinois, if at all, because and that game's in Champaign. And Northwestern is a winnable football game. So you're looking at potentially the ceiling of this still being five and seven if you win those three winnable football games for the rest of the year. And then I, I think in the games like Penn State and Iowa, you're just trying to see development on the offensive side while the defense continues to maintain where they have been since probably after the Virginia game. That's what you got to see if you're an Illinois fan. I've mentioned, I've, I've brought it up to, to Brett Bielema the last couple of weeks about when you're going to start seeing some of the younger players, quite frankly, Brad, I just don't think it's fair for some of these young kids to be thrown in against a Penn state and Iowa, and you might stunt their development that way. I honestly believe that when you're talking about freshmen and sophomores, Brett Bean has done a really good job of picking and choosing the right moments to enter a game, enter, have these kids enter a game. And I think he's right that if Josh McRae had played in the opener, I don't think we see what he could have been when, you know, he, he starts to, you know, have those types of games like he had against Virginia and then Maryland and then Purdue. I don't think that happens. I don't think Kirby Joseph happens if they hadn't played him earlier on. All of these guys that they picked the right time to kind of feature them. And I think they're going to continue to do that. Great stuff there. And, and Matt, to, to your point, and Brad, I know you agree that I said on a lot that Bielema is going to coach at least 48 games here and he's coached seven of them. So like, to your point, we are just starting. It is, it is scorched earth. I agree with you. It's not even a rebuild. It's just a build at this point. You've got to start from scratch, laying the foundation for hopefully some good things to come. Matt Stevens, always uh, great stuff. We look forward to reading your stuff uh, on our website, alaniguys.com. We'll see you next week. Not a problem. Have a good one, guys.
All right, take care. All right, Matt Stevens, again, he's the football writer, analyst for IlliniGuys.com. Always great stuff from him. Stay with us. Much more to come here. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth, since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Uh, well, the uh, we continue here on the Atlanta Guy Sports Spectacular. It's that time of the show. If you're a regular listener, you know in the second hour, we sit back, the wind's blowing. It's the form of a man riding an old paint with a big cowboy hat, lasso at his side. Here he comes. Here you go. It's Catch Recruiting Roundup. He's the man, AtlantaGuys.com, Director of Recruiting, Kendrick Prince. Back for some extended time. We talked to him in last hour. And uh, he, Brad, he's got the chaps on. He's looking good. Uh, I love that hat. That 10-gallon hat he's wearing is big time. Outstanding. He's Pecos kid. He really is. He's got the leather vest. It's cool. I had one of those when I was a kid. That's great. Kendrick, <laughs> did I scare you last week? I'm just glad, I, I'm just glad he doesn't have only chaps on. He's not going the David Lee Roth method. I'm just happy. Mike's not here, okay. so that's disappointing. I didn't make that Absolutely. reference without Mike here. So, yeah. Yeah. Mike Cagley is all out. Yeah, I, I think, let's see, uh, Matt Stevens sent us some oxen. Brad sent him a new horse. He'll be here shortly. He's, he's always <laughs> just got a carrier pigeon back that says, I'll be there in three days. No, all right, let's get to it. Recruiting roundup. Kendrick Prince, good to have you back. Hey, let's talk with, uh, with both you and Brad about Ty Rogers. Uh, the young man who transferred from a high school in Michigan. He's now playing in suburban Chicago. That's got to be a positive sign for Illinois, right? Yeah, uh, Ty Rogers transferred from uh, Grand Blanc, Michigan, and now he's at Harvey Thornton High School playing for his AAU coach, Ty Streets, who happens to be one of the really good friends of Illinois assistant coach Tim Anderson. So obviously that's positive for Illinois. Uh, Tim had a great ties to the Mean Streets program. Ty Rogers has already visited Illinois, Michigan State, um, and uh, he's got a visit coming up um, once he, I, right now, actually, this weekend to Memphis. And he's got another one scheduled later on to Alabama. I'm not sure he'll make that one. Um, he may make a decision before then, but we'll see. Ken, what are you hearing? Well, I'll tell you, they, uh, I know when his visit to Illinois, he, he, his parents going into it, the rumor was uh, that they fell in love with Xavier. But like everyone else, when, once the recruits get a chance to watch this team practice, they're all, all their eyes are on, on Illinois and uh, the coach Underwood and his staff, they, you know, put in some work. And I think now Illinois put themselves in a good situation. And you've got to keep in mind, like, you, you know, Larry mentioned at, at the beginning, guy leaves Michigan to come to the state of Illinois and his AAU coach is now a coach at the University of Illinois. So all signs look really good for Illinois, but you know, as well as I do in the game of recruiting, 
it goes to the last second because it can change at any point in time. But I like the chances with him. Ty Rogers, again, a nice wing would be a nice third piece of this class of 22 recruiting class to go with Sincere Harris, a 6'4 combo guard out of Ohio and the point guard Jalen Epps out of Virginia. You mentioned uh, things changing quickly. Let's shift now to the class of 2023. Bit of a surprise announcement this weekend. Owen Freeman, the 6'9 forward out of Bradley Bourbonnet High School. Uh, Ken, I know you talked to him shortly after he made his commitment to Iowa. Yeah, I kind of gave him a hard time. I'm like, man, you and I talk twice a week and you never mentioned Iowa to me. It was always pretty much Michigan State and Illinois. But he, he when he went to his official visit last week, which I believe was his first official visit, he was in awe. The football game didn't hurt because of the crowd and, you know, and how great that was. But he just felt it was a, it was a good situation for him. And to be honest with you guys, you know, it's not a bad loss. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, it's a benefit for a kid to go to a different place. And I think Iowa's a good place for him. So, uh, and the thing he'd like, and I want all the fans to know this, he really thanked the Illinois fans. Once he got his offer, he told me today the Illinois fans treated him differently, even his teachers in school. So, you know, I think that's pretty classy from a 17-year-old kid. No question about it. Okay, so class of 23, he's off the board. That's fine. We wish him well, except when uh, he plays Illinois, of course. Uh, Jeremy Fears and, um, and Kylan Boswell are two players. I know you both have talked a lot about. What's the latest with them? Again, current juniors, uh, but both uh, with some interest in Illinois. Yeah, Kylan Boswell uh, headed down to uh, Champaign on Sunday and Monday coming up. So he's a guy who's going to uh, – he's a five-star guard can play either guard position. He's just dynamic score facilitates. Just he's legit. I mean, top 15, top 20 player in the country. Um, and uh, Illinois, I uh, talking to his father this week. They're very excited about the visit. He's originally from Champaign, now goes out to uh, Compass Prep out in Arizona. So Boswell, I think, is a kid that Illinois would love to wrap up. And Ked, you talk a lot of, I, I know, to uh, the, the Fierce family. What's the latest on them? Well, I know the Fierce family, um, I know they like Illinois, and it's not a secret. They haven't committed, obviously, I mean, because they're still, you know, taking visits. But, you know, one of the things they told me was they talked to Ty Rogers a lot. They want Ty Rogers to come to Illinois. I think that's a good sign. Um, I know they're very, very, very good friends with, with the uh, Boswell family. And think about this line, I fans. If Illinois was able to land both of those kids in the class of 2023, you have the possibility of landing two top 25, top 30 guards in the country, uh, four to five star guards, which would just be amazing to be able to land two kids in the top 30 just in a matter of months and weeks. So, I mean, I, Illinois has done well with them. And the Boswell is just, he's huge. I mean, he had a great summer and he and Fears are two totally different kind of guards. But I tell you what, if they could pull it off, that would be a great start to the 2023 class. I got about 30 seconds left. Uh, there's one more player coming up. Uh, Brad, you mentioned uh, his first name, Matas. Uh, tell us about him, class of 2023. Matas Buzelis, he's a kid. He goes out to Brewster um, out on the East Coast, um, but he's from Illinois originally, and he's uh, visiting. He's on fall break, going to stop by Illinois and check it out. Um, he's a six foot ten kid who is. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. You know the the and uh, you know the the Wagner kids. You know Franz, 
what Mo Wagner from yeah. Michigan. He's a lot like those guys. He's a skilled power forward. You know, and those guys got, you know, one of them got drafted in the lottery, right? So, you, you, and one of them's got, they both got NBA careers. And I think Modest is like that. He's a five star kid, six foot 10, long, skilled, does a lot of really good things, played with the Mac Urban Fire. And now he's a kid who can, you know, he could be an immediate impact uh, on the front court for Illinois in 23 if they could pull that off somehow. That's exciting. So some uh, nice visitors coming into town and uh, we've got a visitor hopping back on his old paint and heading out of town. Kedrick Prince, uh, always good to talk with you and the Keds Recruiting Roundup. And don't forget, we've got uh, Keds Recruiting Roundup podcast. You can find that as well on AtlantaGuys.com. Ked, stay well. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me again, guys. <laughs> I didn't hear him off this time. All right, more to come here on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by AtlantaGuys.com on the Atlanta Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. I was in four different states yesterday for me uh, as a head coach. I was with uh, Coach Miller and we were at Bart Miller. We were uh, spent basically a, a, a 36-hour window focusing on mainly uh, offensive line, um, but uh uh, then we'll, we kept, I kept all my coaches back in the office here so that they could do a little bit of self-scout uh, on what we've done and where we're at. Uh, they'll be uh, uh, on the road for the majority of all my coaches, uh, at least most of my coaches, that, other than the two coordinators, um, uh, Ryan and, and uh, uh, Tony will help me run practice on Thursday. But for the most part, all of our coaches will be out basically in the state and, and across the country. A lot of guys, Sports Spectacular. That's Brett Bielema talking about uh, the team this week. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy. We've got uh, Patrick Quinn on the board. And look who's here. Mike Kegley has hey. arrived. Here <laughs> I am to save the day. <laughs> the, the horse finally got here. It's good. It's good. Poor horse carrying you that far. Uh, that was my chariot. Brad, my chariot. I, did you did you get the oxen chariot. that Matt Stevens sent to you? Uh, no, yeah. it, 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 they're still coming. Some Amish farmer is <laughs> whipping them across Illinois, even as we speak. There we go. We're glad oh, that yeah. you got it. <laughs> that you got here. Better late than never. Um, uh, so Brett Bielema talking about the team, guys. I mean, spending this uh, this whole off week here, um, clearly just out looking toward the future and and recruiting, Mike. Yeah, I tell you what, um, I don't know any other way to win games than have talent. Um, and you have to have a certain level of talent to get it done. And right now, it's clear that we don't. And please get a quarterback. Please get some more wide receiver help. And any football team can use more linemen. I mean, I know it's that's a shopping list that's pretty long, but – Better start working on it today. Probably 85 new guys, and they'll be ready to roll, right? I mean, just, <laughs> At least. That's all they need, just 85 new ones. No, uh, I, there are a lot. There is some young talent. I think it's just going to yep. have to fill in. you got to get some guys. 
um, that can play. I, you know, I, I went back one of my early coaching uh, clinics that I went to, and it was basketball, but same thing. I was 23, 24 years old. I'm at this clinic and listening to a, a college coach speak, and he said, you know, talking about his thing and culture, and I'm sitting with his assistant coach or standing with his assistant coach, and he keeps saying, he said, well, the key is to do this, and assistant coach goes, and get better players. And he says, the key is do this. And he said, and get better players and do this and get better players. So at the end of the day, get better players is really important. Uh, no doubt. And I would say that as everyone else on this show and probably Illini Nation watches other teams and sizes them up, I can't think of another team in the Big Ten. I watch SEC games and I'm constantly sizing up. Could Illinois hang with them? It scares me to death. What? things will look like next weekend when Illinois plays Penn state and Illinois needs to go out and find guys that can play big 10 football. It kind of reminds me of when Ron Turner admitted that the guys that were on his 97, 98 team could not play in the big 10. I think you know, the current guys can play in the big 10, but we need probably 40 more guys that can play big 10 football. Would you, would you agree? You know, it's, it's, it's what he's out there looking for. No question about that. And, and you know, and, and if you look at uh, what Matt Stevens wrote earlier this week and, and Brett's comments during the week, he was talking about that there's a reason why we've seen, you know, McCray on offense and Johnson on defense, because those are two of the new guys that he actually had a relationship with and knew what they could do. And so we'll see, to your point, these next several weeks, um, kind of how the freshmen come about. You know, speaking of that question for each one of you, and Mike, let's start with you again. Illinois is two and five. Right. Okay. Anything is possible, but it would seem Penn State and Iowa would be losses numbers six and seven. So from where we are right now, moving forward, what defines success to you regarding this Illini football team? You know, I, I really think he's got to try to find a way to win one or two more games. You go back and look at the history of Illini first year coaches, you know, Mike White won three games, Gary Moeller won three games. Tepper and Makovic managed to get six. Ron Turner, you know, he got zero. Um, Ron Zook had two. Beckman had two. Um, Lovey had three. It's they're, they're rough first years because generally there's a reason why the guy in front of them got lost his job. And um, I, I just think, you know, you got to put up win number three and, and maybe number four. It, it, it's not going to be easy but they got to draw a line in the sand. You know, you know, the bad thing, Mike, is that you mentioned all those guys and most of them, except maybe White and Makovic, they, they didn't win many games after that either. And that's <laughs> no. why they got fired. Yep. So, so it was a bad kind of, Zook did, I'll give Zook had some good years there in the middle, but no, I, I, I think you're right. I think winning another game, I mean, you couldn't go into the off season. Let's say, I think making a bowl is pretty not pretty much not going to happen now with the seven losses, but the other three games are all games they can compete in. You know, Minnesota's down to their 84th string running back. And, you know, you've got some Northwestern's not very good um, and they're very beatable. So you got some games there where you have a chance to win. Um, obviously uh, Rutgers is another one, but I mean, you win, win one or one or two of those, you go four and eight and you're like, you get in the off season, especially if you win that last game against Northwestern head into the off season, like, all right, we're building and we're going to get there, and it helps you in recruiting and as you're going forward, too. Yep. I don't think we're going to see any big wins for the current team until we look back and we see the results. Uh, until we look back a few years from now, because I 
just don't see even the starting quarterback for next year as currently on our football team. I don't see um, the offensive coordinator being a part of this football team either. Uh, We're just going to have to see what happens. I'll sit and wait. (laughs) You know, I think that kind of on the same lines that you guys are saying, I I think the worst thing can happen is if they, they go two and 10, if they lose out the rest of the way, because to Brad's point, uh, now it's like, okay, well, you know, now where do we go from here? But if you can get a couple of wins, like I said, beat Northwestern the final weekend, four and eight. Now you've got some, to your point, some momentum, and you can point towards, you know, the upswing of there's, this team clearly is not the team uh, that lost to UTSA and to Virginia back in September. They can, they can make those, that kind of progress. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll hear more from uh, Coach Bielma a bit later on the show. But right now, uh, coming up next, uh, look around the Big Ten. Full of big beasts. Five Big Ten teams in the nation's top ten. And uh, also look at some of the biggest games of the weekend around college football. That's a lot of big. And it's all up next on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Uh, I think Kirby's play physically has increased because he's become more confident. Hey, I think he's getting told a lot of really good things. I think uh, Ryan's done a really good job with him, uh, coaching up specifics, but they're putting him in a position. And um, you've just seen him literally grow every game, um, make plays in one game that he didn't a week before, and it's just continued to move forward. And good news is, obviously, he's a good player now, but he keeps getting better every week. Right back here with the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Glad you're still with us, Brett Bielema. Once again, uh, talking about uh, his uh, star defender, uh, Kirby Joseph, who is really kind of a star in the making. Again, Illinois not playing this week. Uh, they're at Penn State next week, as we've mentioned a couple times. Um, but, but guys, you know, Joseph is one of those guys. We've talked about this defense and what uh, the defensive coordinator, uh, Walters, has done. Um, Joseph has been a bright spot. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of too bad that the, the rest of the team didn't do very well because he was fantastic. Yeah, he's got a nose for the ball, doesn't he? You can see it. He's a guy who gets, you know, makes plays. And, and I think that's really important. I mean, especially at that position, you know, he's playing in the secondary, having a nose for the ball, making those plays, um, whether it's collecting a fumble, picking a play off, make, just making plays. And he's a guy who can do that. And they really need playmakers on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. But we're talking about defense right now, so we won't bring up the offense. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I will say he, he, he gives me a little bit of reminders back to the Craig Swope days because uh, Kirby is not the, the, the thickest guy, you know, he's, he's rather lean, but man, he'll go in and blow up anybody. And I, I just hope he doesn't run into somebody too big and knock himself out of a game. But it is fun to see a guy who's involved in all the action and gets there and delivers a smack um he's he's the type of guy that i think will be a fan favorite um over the next two or three years so i'm excited to see him develop well thank god for him that he's uh you know on the defense because uh if he hasn't been playing defense for us all season i don't know if we'd be in any game really um it's it's just been nice to see that he watches film too that's that's a bit you can tell he watches film and he's well prepared each week yeah, no question. He's been um, been fantastic. Um, like I said, a real bright spot. But once again, uh, Illinois off this week at Penn State next week, 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff, and it is on ABC, and they'll return home the next week to take on Rutgers in a game that, again, uh, we'd like to think is a winnable game for this 
Illini football team. So around the Big Ten right now, I mean, you know, not only Illinois trying to, you know, as we've said already, not even a rebuild, but build uh, from the ground up and, and kind of laying the foundation. They're doing so during a year where the Big Ten is just loaded with beasts. Five teams in the top ten as we go into the weekend. Of course, Iowa number two, Ohio State snuck back into the picture to that early loss in the non-conference slate uh, to Oregon. Michigan still undefeated, Penn State, and then Michigan State also undefeated. So, guys, let's let's have a conversation. Um, let's just let's just call it out there. Which of these teams wins the Big Ten? Um, and, and which of these teams can make it into the college football playoff? It, it, you know, it's going to be interesting because I kind of look at this. I think I think Iowa and Ohio State are your Big Ten matchup for the championship. I think those two teams are going to play. Now the question becomes, so let's say Ohio State wins that game. And they're in. I think if they win that game and they win out, the way the other, the other teams are going to lose, you know, they're going to make the big – they're going to make the playoff. Now the question is – if Iowa's 12 and 0, loses a tight game to Ohio State, is that a play-in game? Because you've also you're probably going to have it's very conceivable you could have Georgia and Alabama playing in the SEC title game. Doesn't look like there's going to be an ACC team. So if Oklahoma loses and you know then they're I mean, you know, it's kind of weird. It's a weird setup where you could have literally you could you might have the same four teams. It, it is conceivable where you three of those four in the Big 10 SEC championship could make the playoff. Um, and especially with a team like Cincinnati, they, they come in. So that would be re- pretty wild. It's going to be fun. I like Ohio State. I still think they're the best team, and I think they're going to come out. But it's fun to think about what Iowa you know, could do if, if they were able to get in that Big Ten championship game. Yeah, Iowa will definitely is playing complimentary football. They don't make many mistakes. They don't allow a lot of points. I see the same thing Brad does. I think I think Iowa's probably going to go maybe with their first undefeated season. I don't know how long. And then, unfortunately for them, they got to go up and, and face a, a relatively young Ohio State team that's getting better each week. I would have to put my money on Ohio State. But, you know, the other thing that I think is really interesting is Michigan has been snake bit you know, in the Harbaugh era, era playing against Ohio State. But that team could go in with a lot of motivation into that Ohio State-Michigan game and really upset the apple cart. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of plot lines going on in the Big Ten that are going to be fun to watch. Is that Mike with a compliment about Iowa athletics? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to retract that statement. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to sit in here and say that I agree with both you and Brad. Uh, Iowa football is really good this year, and I hate to say that, but yes, uh, Ohio State, I think, is going to have the horses. And I just think that Michigan is just not a team that can handle it in the end. So it's going to come down to, you know, Iowa, Ohio State for the Big Ten Championship. And then I think Ohio State's going to be the one that's representative when it's all said and done. Yeah, Ohio State is so good boy it's just it's it's almost like alabama the sec it's hard to mm-hmm. root against them or to to pick against them i should say and, and until um someone can prove they're going to come in and do it maybe this is the year maybe michigan or michigan state comes in and makes a surprise or iowa in the big 10 title game but uh, it'd be, it, it would be interesting to brad's point to see the same two teams that face off in the sec title game and the same two teams that face off in the big 10 championship game both going in playing each other in the national semifinals and then coming back. I mean, it is going to be kind of a crazy setup 
Um, and maybe Cincinnati gets in. What a great uh, season they put together. And this is a team that played UGA to the hilt uh, last year. I think it was in the Peach Bowl. So um, what a great program that they're building um, over there. We're going to take a quick time out right now. Much more to come here. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some other uh, current stories from this week coming up. But up, up next, though, we talked with Brad Underwood earlier on the show. And um, want to kind of play some more uh, comments from that. There were a couple of moments that Brad and I really enjoyed uh, talking with Coach Underwood. And we'll share those with you in our uh, the, the uh, Sturdy for 30 Eye on the Illini uh, podcast uh, series that we always do. That's coming up next. This is the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. IlliniGuys.com is where it all starts for us, and you can join anytime. Seven-day free trial to start and be among the first to know what's up with your favorite orange and blue teams. You know, recently, Sturdy and I had a chance to talk with Coach Brad Underwood about his fighting Illini basketball team. Here's a clip. Was this the wackiest summer you've ever been a part of as a head coach? Yes. Not even, <laughs> no, not even close. Not, not even, no hesitation. You know, and, and I mean, it's, you know, and I'm being, I'm being very honest. Yes. I, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, it was so much of the unexpected and, um, you know, so much, uh, so many different things, you know, you expect players and, and, uh, uh, guys are, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the normal world to test when you're a good player to test the NBA waters. Um, but, but you start thinking about all of the things that have been thrown at us in college sports, uh, now with name image likeness, uh, very new, uh, that was being, that was coming at us. We knew from the end of the season, uh, the transfer portal, which has been talked about now it becomes live and active and something that is, um, uh, new for all of us and we're all dealing with. And, uh, you know, let alone you pile all of that on with, um, uh, you know, losing staff, uh, a staff that uh, that I loved dearly was fabulous at what they did. They uh, they helped build this, and and uh, and for various reasons. And uh, uh, you know, I think one of the most challenging pieces, and I'm very big on this, is, is hiring staff. Uh, I think we hit a home run. Uh, I know we hit a home run. And uh, but you know, to me, it's staff, recruiting, and scheduling are three of the the biggest pieces to uh, success success in a program. So it's not something you take lightly or it's not something I take lightly. I tried to be very diligent about it. And uh, uh, like I said, I think we hit a home run. Obviously you got, um, you know, you got Chester Frazier, who is an Illini alum and you, you've talked about him before. I, I got to see him, you know, in July, you know, when you're out on the road and, 
that guy's just he, he is such a hard worker, such a grinder. I'm sure that's what uh, appealed to, to you when you hired him. Well, and, and Brad, I take it a step further. Um, I think all you have to do is look at his career and it goes back to a player. And I think one of the hardest, one of the hardest things to find are winners. And not everybody's a winner. I, everybody says they can do a job and, and, and yet, uh, you know, Chester was very fortunate that he became a head or an assistant coach at the highest level very early. Uh, but, you know, as a player, he won. Uh, you look at the, the, the career that uh, they and, and the recruits and the success that Bruce had. Chester was a big part of that at Kansas State. Uh, and then they go to Virginia Tech with Mike Young, who is, is a dear friend and outstanding coach, and they win. And it's no coincidence that the, 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 the common denominator of that was Chester. And, um, you know, I, I value that. And uh, I love his passion. I love his work ethic. Uh, I love his character. I love his toughness and his grit and it's everything that I want our program to be about. And he just writes that. And so uh, to me, it was a no brainer. It was just a matter of, could we get him to come back? And, and uh, uh, you know, he, he loves orange and blue and uh, uh, you know, more than most. And he's a, he's a very proud alum. He seems to have the, the type of personality that I think would, would mesh very well with yours and, and coach, when you, I think about going back to the, the spring football game and the moment when everyone's on the field and, and the crowd there showing you guys love for the big 10 championship and, and all the accomplishments this year. And things began to change after that with the coaching shift with uh, Kofi looking at the NBA coming back and you hadn't gotten to the transfer portal really yet. I, I would think that a lot of fans that watching this, these last four months would say that you came out of the summer um, really you could argue better off than when you went into it, um, especially considering how things could have gone the other way. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if I look at it like that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just kind of looked at it. I, Hey, I had a great staff. Two guys went to Kentucky. One guy went back to his alma mater at Gonzaga. Um, they're both top five programs, um, you know, and, and Orlando had a relationship. Jet had a relationship, um, you know, and, and, you know, it's not like we're losing them to, to, you know, top 100 programs. We're losing them to programs that have achieved a lot of success. So I just kind of took it, Larry, and I said, you know, I put a hell of a staff together. I'm going to go put a better one together, and I'm going to try to do that. And, and I looked at it that way, and I, I didn't look at it or dwell on 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 what, what we lost. I know what we lost and I'm saying, okay, how can we become better? And one of the great things about that is, is our program's different now. Our brand is different and, and we're in a different place than we were uh, for, I guess, five years ago as I'm approaching my fifth season. So, you know, I, I looked at it that way. I approached every day when I woke up, let's, let's, let's see who, who, how we do this and how we make this better. And I've never stopped doing that. Um, you know, guys leave for a variety of reasons and, and I wish them the best and I don't hold ill will and, and, uh, you know, you deal with the portal. Um, you know, I say this all the time. I tell our players this, I want guys that are both feet in committed. Uh, you can't win without it. And if guys don't want to be here, um, okay, I'm good. Let's go. We'll, we'll go find, we'll go find the next, the next group of guys who want to be here. And to me, it's really that simple. I don't overcomplicate it. I let all you guys talk about all that, all that stuff, 
you know, in the media, to me, it's that simple. And, uh, uh, and it all goes back to winning and, you know, finding winners and on your staff, finding winners who want to be a part of your culture. And, and if people don't want to be a part of that, okay, I'm good. Uh, we'll go find some more who, who, who want to be a part of that. But we will beat Kentucky if we play them this year, right? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> we'll kick their ass. We'll <laughs> <laughs> it's important we'll kick, stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you might, you know, they might know a player too, but that's okay. <laughs> Is you, you, you kind of got, you know, we always talk about, you know, Christmas season getting gifts. You kind of got the biggest gift of all in July. I mean, when Kofi decides to come back, I mean, a dominant big guy, the most dominant, you know, figure in college basketball. I mean, there's nobody like him. Um, it's got to make you feel really good just to have that presence uh, coming back again for another year. Brad, he's, he's going to be a national player, national preseason player of the year conversations. And, and you know, that's, um, uh, you know, Kofi's such a wonderful human being. Uh, he's improved so great. He's made huge strides from his freshman to his sophomore year. He is dominant. And, uh, uh, you know, I, he's going to be even better this year. And I, I don't doubt that for a second. And, you know, it's, I think it's uh, exciting for him that um, he's, he's, he's got a legacy here. Uh, he's achieved so much. He's, he's really put his thumbprint on a program. And he's going to continue to add to that. And uh, for him to recognize that, uh, I, I think, speaks volumes to his character, what he believes, in, uh, and, I, and, and the fact that he continues to believe in us and the fun and the, and the excitement and the way that we're going about trying to continue to, to help him and grow his game. Um, you're right. I mean, it was, it was Christmas in July, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate, and he's going to have a great year. Here on the Newsmaker line, presented by Busey Bank, talking to head coach Brad Underwood of the Illini basketball team. Coach, you mentioned a moment ago, you talked about, um, uh, you know, how this program has changed now going into your fifth year from, from when you came in. Um, because of that, because the expectations are higher, um, because the, the, the bar you set is higher and it's but still more attainable, how does that change your approach heading into this season that it might have three or maybe four years ago? Well, there's not an easy answer to that because one, we haven't reached the pinnacle. We're not at the top of the mountain. We're, we're, we're continuing to keep, uh, we got to keep pushing. We've got to keep uh, uh, working every day to get better. Uh, you know, I've got, we've got great administration here. Josh Whitman, uh, you, you start looking and, and, you know, I've got a crane outside my window, uh, you know, here to what we're doing to, to oven and, and, the renovations that have been made to State Farm Center, the upgrades have been incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I say this all the time, coaches win games, administrators win championships. And so, you know, we keep moving the bar that way. Um, but, you know, there is there is no doubt that we're, we're in a different place. I think that, that when we get involved with recruits, uh, I like seeing the names we're involved with uh, and going against. Uh, I think that when you add winning, and facilities and a top five uh, institution on the academic front, um, you, you've got a lot of positives working your way. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to build, continue to keep working, and, and we're never going to be satisfied. That's not my personality. Um, you know, right or wrong, I'm kind of a glass half empty guy. So we're going to keep striving for more. And The national media finally taking notice of what's going on in Champaign. John Rothstein of CBSSports.com visiting Ubbin this week and tweeting that, 
He thought Illinois had two of the top 15 players in the country, but now he thinks they have two of the top 10 because Corbello was that good. Yeah. Uh, hey, come on in. The water's warm. We've been trying to tell you. Jump on in. We're back after this. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Sports Spectacular, right back at you here. And hard to believe it's mid-October. But again, Illinois, no football this week at Penn State next week. In a week's time, we'll be talking about uh, Illinois basketball with their first exhibition game against St. Francis uh, of the Chicago area. Hey, some quick hits from this week. Uh, John Gruden, bruh, what are you thinking? Really? <laughs> oh, as, the, as the Raiders coach. Yeah, I, I, you have to wonder, like, what possesses you to send, not only say that stuff or think that stuff, but send that in an email. Yeah. And, and Amen. Into this. Now, here's my question, though. Here's my question. I, I'm gonna I'm a cons, I'm gonna go conspiracy theory here. Why are we we got the John Gruden stuff? You, he sent those to the reason those are even uh, out there is because he sent that there's an investigation of Washington where his brother was the coach and so forth and so on. Talking to them, it was his private email. So if he hadn't sent the emails to them, we'd have probably never known. But here's the deal: Can you tell me that nobody from Washington and all those emails that they've done, none of their personnel who are doing all these crazy things to people? in the upper they're not getting in any trouble none of the owners none of the people who work in the front office none of those people they just happen to have nothing in their emails but these emails get leaked yeah i i can tell you from from my first job um my mentor told me that when you send smoke signals don't put anything inappropriate in those smoke signals and certainly <laughs> as i've aged as i've aged you know i don't put that stuff in emails I don't leave voicemail messages. I mean, you know, again, what you think is funny and, and we can, I'm not saying that what he said was funny, but senses of humor doesn't come across in written at all. And then when you throw in the fact that you go over the line, I mean, that's just the type of thing that, that you just don't do period. And I hope whatever chuckle he thought he was getting out of it or whatever his purpose was, hope it was, was achieved because boy, it took care of a career. I honestly don't think he ever thought that those emails would see the light of day. Um, that's, and that's just dumb. And if you if you're going to write things like that and say things like that in private, um, it's going to come to light, especially if it has anything to do with the NFL. What he did went totally over the line. He'll have some kind of payout that we're going to read about later and he will never coach again. And I do not feel bad for John Gruden at all. Oh, another guy that's uh, had a scandal or two in his career. Tony La Russa and the White Sox, uh, they went down. Boy, they had a fantastic regular season. But the Astros, um, stealing signals, whatever it is that they do, um, Morse code to each other, something. They just have the number, and they're in the ALCS for the fifth straight year. Yeah, that, or, or they might just be good. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. they cheat, but, I mean, they might be good, too. That's a bad combination. But you got people that cheat, and they're good. So, uh, so no, I, I think – Who's the better cheater, though? Will it be the Red Sox cheaters who were trained by the by the Astros, or the Astro cheaters who trained the Red Sox? There will be so many. There will be so many noises. They'll be listening for every possible thing in the stadiums. Like what? What's going on? Oh, I heard a noise over here. That must be calling out a curveball. 
no no like that's that. that's just patrick in the all you can eat area <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i like to sit in the all you can eat area but i can tell For you two hundred dollars yeah <laughs> but i can tell you that the cheating astros will probably uh since they've got the players i, I th- you know they did win their division i i do think that they've got the ante up on the uh, red sox you, you could see that the White Sox sales staff, when Patrick called, they had a little light. They said, sell him, try to sell him the $200 all-you-can-eat ticket. <laughs> they know I could come to drink and eat, man. They know it. Astros outstanding. Mattress Mac made the $2 million bet that they'll win it all. So I guess uh, go with him. Maybe he knows something. Hey, before we go, Io DeSumo, what a, a close of the preseason. Guys, I love the announcer when he, he had the dagger against the kid uh, the defender against Cleveland said, Oh, I don't think this guy uh, watched too much Illinois basketball. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of NBA execs didn't watch much Illinois basketball. Io's got a bright future. It, did, it, did, it, it didn't surprise you when he makes the shot in the clutch shot, makes the move in one on one. It looked just like the Michigan game a couple of years ago when Illinois beat Michigan. Did I mention that earlier in the show? I think I did. So, but yeah, this, this happened. By the way, did you see Io, speaking of beating Michigan, did you see Io's shoes, his favorite shoes? Yeah. His number three on his shoe list were his Michigan shoes with orange shoelaces because he, they always beat Michigan, so he remembers that. That gives him fond memories. Yeah, Not I'm, adding I'm so- to the rivalry. I'm surprised some company that that is, you know, doing like sales, uh, you know, skills doesn't call up IO because if there's ever been a closer, a natural for advertising or, you know, anything that's closing like that, it's IO. We've all seen it. Been there, done that. He's doing it again. It's going to be his calling card as a pro, fellas. We've seen it enough as fans. The rest of the league is going to find notice as soon as he gets more playing time. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, watch him do his thing this rookie year with the Bulls uh, in Chicago. And how about Georgie Kishanasvili signing the Exhibit 10 contract? So he'll be part of the Nuggets organization here, uh, at least here to start. And Malcolm Hill. Malcolm Hill signing with the Pelicans. Yeah. Pelicans, that's right. Had a great summer. And um, great for him to see that. Uh, 6'8 swingman. Uh, one of the oh, did you see other breaking stuff. news, too? One other piece of breaking news, Larry, was John Gruden's going to open for Dave Chappelle on his next uh, <laughs> next comedy. <laughs> special can't wait can't netflix, wait netflix is waiting to, to air that and um let the let the people the picketers get outside with all their signs let's face it in his emails john gruden's emails he offended everybody so everyone look at him so. be a long line of picketers yeah there's not a group he didn't defend so hey we are was, i saw it I, I did see a tweet that said he had yet to offend the Jewish population, so he needed to add an email so that he could get everyone. <laughs> We're out of Michael time. Richards feels good that hey, somebody finally took the heat off of me after all these years. And so Urban, Urban Meyer, too. Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> He's going, this is great. Urban is the winner of the week. because Urban's the, uh, Urban's the puppet master calling up the NFL going, release the emails, release the emails. He's the leaker, man. <laughs> we we got to go. I'm getting the sign. We're out of time. Hey, that's the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by AtlantaGuys.com. Have an awesome week. Enjoy football. We'll see you right back here, same time next week. Go on, Line I. I-L-L. I-N-I. This I-N-I. has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.